Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead. Welcome to another episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast, episode 84. We're here at Boswell with Phil Head Brewer. Mate, thank you for having us. Hey. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. So, we have a, a rainbow here today. Yeah. Look at that. It looks gorgeous, eh? So, before we get into the stories, uh, we're going to start with the lightest in the rainbow, which yeah, is... It's actually a pills. A pills now. Yeah. Bam. Uh, tell us about this one. Uh, so, this is a... Ooh, yeah. Northern Germany inspired type pills. Okay, so more uh, like the, the, would that be the Hellas style? No, it's actually a classic Pilsner, but a, oh, yeah. a bit bitter, a bit more bitter. Okay, and uh, so you still have you know the, uh, the the nice grainy profile coming from the Pilsner uh, malt. And <laughs> sorry, Phil, I warned you about the photos. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. Uh, but we used a sort of a new worldish uh, German hop, which okay. is uh, what's that called? Yeah, give me a second, because uh, or in English. <laughs> we can say so, the French too. We can. It's, uh, it's the uh, no, it's the Halerto uh, Blanc. Oh yeah. So it's kind yeah. of a you know a green berry, uh, yeah. green uh, green grape type uh, fruity flavor. Yeah. Coming through, sharp bitterness. Pretty dry, but yes. you, you know, good good pilsner crisp malt coming through. That's fantastic. Um, we're the same before. I really like starting with uh, appeals and not all breweries do appeals often it'll be like a blonde or something but this is the one beer that you can't hide, hide anything behind exactly and it's it's kind of longer and more labor intensive to uh to get through i mean uh I bet. a blonde ale will probably take about two weeks while that one takes uh probably a month oh yeah yeah so it's a lagering but process. that's one yeah it's a lagering process that's that's one that we brew uh, over at uh, Mabrowski. it's not okay. brewed on on premise okay is that because of volume uh, it's or actually the first beard we, beer we brewed. Uh, back in the day, we, we brewed it at uh, Brassard's Monde, okay. which was in uh, Saint-Hyacinthe. And when we joined the co-op, uh, we obviously, you know, we took our beers and we went to the co-op. Right. And so, yeah, it's obviously kind of a high-volume beer also. So I if imagine. I brewed it here, I'd probably just be brewing Take only that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, all right, so before we get into that, let's talk about how you ended up here. So how did you get into beer slash brewing? Uh... Won't uh, won't get me any younger, but uh, about uh, about fifteen years ago, I uh, I was uh, managing a bar okay. in a lovely district of Cote des Neiges, and uh, we were going to revamp the menu. And I had a friend who was uh, trying to get into a craft beer Quebec scene, which was pretty small at the time. Okay, and you know he fifteen he, years, yeah, yeah, fifteen years ago, he had like uh, Barberi, uh, Alchimist, and uh, Trois Mousquetaires, and maybe Judicial. Yeah, but they weren't bottling yet. I don't oh, think. Wow. so, so you're still a brewery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's a while back. Right. So you know we started tasting a few beers together, and then I figured you know why not you know take this take this pub and uh, transform it into you know a, a flagship of uh, of craft beers from Quebec, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that that didn't last because I left. But 
Was that, so it wasn't Saint Blown or anything like that in Côte d'Ange? No, it was Vendolo? long before. Okay, long before. Um, so yeah, from that, at that point, I, I actually hired a, a waiter there who's, uh, who's named uh, Dominique Charbonneau, okay. who went on to help open uh, the Saint-Buck on uh, Saint-Denis. Ah, okay. And uh, when, when the bar I was working on sold and they just didn't really want me there anymore, I, I went to knock on his door and say, hey, you need, you need help. Right. And uh, at that point, he was opening up the brewery. So okay. I, uh, you know, I started doing bar and washing kegs at the same time. So it was like a beer bar before that they were a brewery? Well, they, 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 uh, they had always planned on becoming a brewery. I think they had, they had uh, their system from day one, but you know, the time to open up the, the bar was probably the first priority because gotcha. you know, that's where money comes in. Coming in. Yep, yep. And uh, so somewhere in the first year, they, they eventually uh, got to opening up the brewery. Okay. And uh, I tagged along, you know, like I said, washed kegs and uh, did the dirty work. Lucian and uh, sell one thing stuff. led to another. Yeah. And uh, it's fine. Don't worry. Brewery sounds. Brewery sounds. There you go. I like it. Thanks, Matt. Never edited, mate. Keep it raw. That's how it goes down out here. So yeah, eventually I, I uh, you know I started brewing there, which is you know most people wouldn't expect it, but I wasn't a home brewer before becoming a. Oh, you weren't at all. I was not no. at all. When well, when I started working in the brewery there, you know I put a system together for home and you know start having fun a bit, but I probably right, brewed right. on it like seven times. Okay. Because uh, you know I had a yeah, big one to play with. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> so you learn the hard so way. That, exactly, you learn the hard way, and I uh, you know I started brewing there with him. Eventually, uh, I stopped you know washing kegs. And uh, <laughs> I actually do you ever really start watching? No, games? you never really no. start. But uh, yeah, and then he uh, he left. He uh, went to uh, found um, Brasserie du Monde in ah, uh, in Saint Hyacinthe. Gotcha. So he left a few uh, quite a few years back. I think they're celebrating their sixth anniversary, maybe. Okay. So I became head brewer there for uh, three years. For Saint Buck or for Brasserie? For Saint Buck. Yeah. Saint Buck. Okay. Uh, which was you know perfect for me because it's it's a small system and it's a brew pub, so you can. Have fun, experiment. Uh, you know, you don't have to cross your fingers when you're you're brewing uh, thirty thousand liters at a time. Yeah, yeah uh, You know, and I, I enjoy having fun and you know trying stuff that goes through my head. Okay. Which is pretty much, uh, and eventually, well, I I, I had to move on. Um, I mean, I still have a big place in my heart for the same book, but it's not. Uh, you know, it wasn't my place. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, wasn't my marketing. It wasn't my brand it wasn't you know yeah, I wasn't yeah. making the big decisions right, right. Uh, so I actually met uh, the manager over there who is my partner now who opened uh, the Boswell with me oh so you're a yeah, co-owner of yeah we're actually four owners but we're only uh, two uh, active uh, owners right okay I didn't know that so I introduced you incorrectly I apologize it's okay he uh, he never corrects people when they say he's the owner so you know. gotcha Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, that's dope. So then, so you were you went to basically basically from Saint Buck to, to yeah. Here? I left uh, Saint Buck to uh, start working on uh, on this place here. Uh, we opened we opened the restaurant and bar side in uh, October. When would that be now? Two thousand fifteen. Okay, so in this location, this exactly this here. We already had uh, you know the brewery space, but it was uh, like a reception room and uh, right. So and we. We had planned to open the whole thing at the same time, but you know, plans and reality are <laughs> always uh, always different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we ran the uh, the bar and restaurant uh, for a year. Well, probably about 
six months before we opted into uh, Mabrasserie, the, mm-hmm. the, the co-op, which we'll probably get to uh, eventually. Yep. So we started brewing a few products over there. So were you brewing when you opened? So the idea was it's going to be a brewery, but you opened as a restaurant. We op- yeah, we opened first. as a bar beer first. With, okay. uh, so when we started out, we only had basically the pills. Where did you brew that? We brewed that at uh, Brasseld's Mone. In so the that Saint was Saint. the first part? That was that the was, first, yeah. uh, So it was like contract brewing, essentially? Basically, yeah. Uh, and were you doing the brewing yourself? Or were they were well, doing they it? were do- I was there for like the was... first, yeah. Okay. I was there for the first few batches, and then, you know, eventually they do a good job, so you... Uh, Nailed yeah. it. They know what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of work to here, do here anyway. Of course, yeah, right. And uh, so then we got the uh, the opportunity to opt in to, uh, to Mabraserie. So okay. we started brewing more products. And then we, we brought the pills back from Saint-Hyacinthe over to Mabraserie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we did about uh, about five or six products we did uh, at Mabraserie. And some of them are still going, like the, the pills, the, the West Coast IPA, uh, a few more that we still do over there, which are bigger volume beers. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, so about probably around uh, January 2017, 2017 mm-hmm. we got the uh, you know we got the, the money we needed to uh, start working on on this uh, this baby right here. Nice. And uh, we worked on that all through uh, 2017, and we opened officially the brewery in August. Okay. And that would mean all the the lines out there and actually start proactively brewing from here. Yeah. Or are you shipping stuff in in the meantime from our brasserie? If we were, we're still shipping stuff in? Well, like you are now, I think you did say, because I know the pills is, is brewed out there. Mm-hmm. When you started, um, say, once you got, uh, once you st- when did you start brewing at my brasserie? Probably about six year? months in. So, uh, oh, six months in, so yeah. like 2015, maybe 2016. 2016, probably around uh, April, yeah. Okay. Were you pouring those beers here? Yeah. Okay, yeah. from them. So, like, you were sort of well established as a, as a brewery at that point? Kind of. You know, we still only had about maybe uh, five lines on 21 at that point. And you're 21 now? Yeah. Right now, we always have... Right, uh, 20 you. God damn. I'm trying to get them all... Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. So we have... Uh, I mean, we always have a cask, which is ours, but we still have a cider line. We have an, uh, in, an invited line, and we have a kombucha line. Hell so yeah. So that's all not done here. Okay. And uh, when I can't you know brew fast enough then we supplement with uh other else's yeah. stuff yeah i like that i like that sort of collaborative that's yeah. one of the best parts about beer okay sick um so what's the capacity of this specific one uh we brew about uh, per batch about 400 liters at, uh, depending on what beer we're brewing somewhere between 350 and 450 okay but uh mostly 400 yeah well, it's pretty solid. So it's a decent amount. Um, it's a small amount. But well, I mean, a, de- a small amount for, for that allows you to experiment, like we were yeah. saying earlier. Like, you're able to sort of do some stuff that might not, you know, like even stuff here, like an 8% triple, a funky triple, like stuff like that, like interesting beers. Yeah, which gives you the chance to, you know, not... Most of the stuff, actually all of the stuff I'm, I'm always really happy with, but, mm-hmm. you know, clients don't always go for the funky triple so of know, course if so that's why it's good it's only 400 exactly. liters you have, you have 8 kegs instead of having 40 well then you know it, uh, you're good to go exactly okay that's good so like this specific um, like the, the styles that you guys are making do, actually no before I get to that what do you brew from my, my brasserie so you guys package too right so is it sort of yeah. more run from there yeah so uh, we well the pills is always there pills yeah um, we do the uh, the west coast IPA over there okay which is, uh, is this probably our, yeah, right there. 
it's our uh, biggest volume line, obviously, because you know IPA is the the new blonde. Yeah, sure. And is. Uh, we did uh, an American pale ale over there, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Cafe Rico Breakfast Stout, which yes. is our coffee stout, which was packaged. Also, the APA also was packaged okay. in a pretty pink can. Nice. Um, we did our uh, milkshake IPA over there. Yes, we'll just talk about that. Devastated is not on right now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, we tried to you know take a we'll few back. steps back from Mabrowski to try and do more over here. So right now yeah. we only have uh, basically the pills and the West Coast in production over there. Over there. Yeah. Okay. And is that primarily for um, for package like for cans, or is it also for? Uh, we try and do about half and half because you know the like a, the, the pills and the West Coast are such a big volume here that. We, we have to you know we have to Keep produce over there yeah. yeah but uh, so the pills we haven't done in can ever actually because oh, yeah. uh, well was I it prefer- or was it no, no but never no packaged. it's never never oh, packaged no, okay. um, I, I prefer going for you know long shelf life uh, products just to yeah. be sure until you know I'm it's not I'm not actually brewing over there anymore so right. Uh, so it's straight which up. they have it I mean they have a great team right, right. great team but you know I prefer to keep it simple for now. Okay, so is there enough, like you have the capacity in here to keep up with everything for packaging? So does anything get packaged from here? Not yet. Where does the... Apart um, from growlers. Uh, apart from growlers, okay. So when you do the, the stout, uh, that gets... That, that's like that's done over there. Batch, batch, you yeah. package that, bam, you're good to go. Okay, how many uh, brands do you have packaged right now? Three. Just three? Just three, yeah. I feel like I'd see more, but maybe... Uh, well, you probably have. Probably I mean, over we, the time. We did a maybe. few, uh, I think we did one with uh, Passport en Fu, which got packaged. Um, apart from, I don't know, maybe my memory is not too good, but uh, pretty sure we've done three so far. Uh, we're so it's not like permanent stuff, like things change quite often. Things change. I think the the, the, the breakfast stout is probably going to become a, you know, a staple uh, beer on, on you know, in, in uh, Depeneurs and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably what I would call our flagship right now. Okay. Which is an interesting... Yeah. yeah. What is it, 8%? No, it's... Uh, like a low... It's Five and a half. Okay, so it's like a crushable, nice coffee stout. Yeah. That's an interesting, uh, uh, um, out of the ordinary beer to have as a flagship beer. Eh? Like yeah, it's actually, apart from the pills, I think it's the first beer we brewed as Boswell. So, okay. which, you know, well, it's cool. I think it's dope. Everyone usually, like, I, I always say this and, you know, whatever, but it, I always, I, I, I brew beers I want to drink. Right. So, I felt like we needed a breakfast help, of course. You know, so I could buy it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super happy with it. We had a, you know, we, we collaborated with the uh, with the factor a coffee, yeah, we're uh, yeah, which is Cafe Rico, and uh, Cafe so, Rico. Yeah, he's uh, over on Mount Royal. He's, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Does he package stuff, and you can? He's no. He's actually a pretty small uh, roaster. Yeah. All so, right. And uh, so we worked together on the uh, the coffee profile and uh, wow. how we could complement uh, a stout as as well as possible. And uh, that's sick. Super happy with the results. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. That's really uh, we're, like we're just yeah, we're just Rich and I are huge coffee fans. So I was gonna just picked up some beans on the way from Zala, like local guys, and I love that. Uh, you actually worked with. Actually, the... have some left if you want to smell what coffee goes in there. Yeah, Unfortunately, I don't have. Uh, Is it the, the bottom one there? It's actually the the, the, top un- one? the ugly bag right there with uh, no left no. left. There you go. Oh, that's uh, it. Okay. Because right now we're we're brewing the uh, the double coffee. Oh, Cafe Rico. oh I can just. So that's uh, yeah. That's a lot of coffee, guys. Check that. Jesus. All right. That's actually only about 
a fourth of what goes in it. I can imagine, yeah, for a 400 liter of a batch, or it would be like, yeah, be a but it's the, uh, it's the double cup of Rico stout, so yes. Okay. Kicks ass. That's really sick. Does. Yeah. I really like that because I think that's not, not very common at all. To be, to be actually collaborating to the point of uh, yeah. like I can with this profile. Well, I, I don't know. I can't speak for others. I know that you know there are other excellent coffee stouts in uh, yeah. in, in Montreal, like Judicel with Peche, the Peche Martel is a is a classic. Um, I know a lot of people have experimented with coffee, but you know we we had a good uh, relationship with the guy because we're on the avenue. We're we try and stick together stick and uh, collaborate a lot. So we had a great relationship with the guy, and we just figured, you know, let's try this. Let's do this and. We're all really happy. So. That's sick, man. Good on you. Um, yeah, so this is, we're actually on Montreal. So this is, uh, I used to kind of live not too, like the other end, like uh, Papineau and sort of Sherbrooke area. So this was kind of my old hood. Now I'm in my land. So what is, is this Petit Patrie here? Like Rosemont? No, we're in uh, Plateau Est. So oh, we're pretty right. much at the end of the plateau. Does that stop at Iberville? Iberville, yeah. Okay. Oh, is, yeah. Which is like literally right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, dope. Because uh, you guys aren't too far from Peluso as well. Or right next door. Right next door, yeah. Okay. Because I didn't get out this way too much. It's like Montreal is so like neighborhood centric, I think. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh no, I don't leave the plateau. I don't leave my, like, we don't yeah, even the plateau you have, you know. Everything you need there. Yeah. yeah. And you have, we're all segregated. I mean, my legs is my legs and uh, yeah. you have plateau centres and then, you know, so we're all far yeah. from each other even if we're, we're near. I mean, it's really not far at all. We just completely. It isn't. Yeah. We're, it's just, so, we're just like walking. <laughs> Really, not much. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, that's true. And in winter, like, not happening. Um, why did you choose this area specifically to open a brewery? I mean, it makes sense, being that it's near arguably the best step in the city. And uh... well, I uh, I live here um, first off, and uh, my partner lives here now too. He was in Oshlago uh, before, okay, uh, which is also not not, not that too far. far. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we wanted first off, we, we wanted to you know open somewhere that didn't already have. Obviously, they're their their own brew pubs, so right. you could be uh, the neighborhood guys. Yeah, we wanted to, to be in. We, we really wanted to be a neighborhood uh, bar. Okay, that was our first you know criteria. Uh, so we, we actually went around a bit. We didn't stop in Plateau West and figure you know we have to find something here. We we looked in uh, we looked in Milan. We even looked in uh, Pointe Saint Charles, uh, Griffintown. We we went around a bit, and then we found this place, uh, and. Most people don't know this, but Plateau is very, very strict on uh, bar placement. Okay. It's uh, there's a huge contingency where you can't be more than you know like 50 feet from another bar. Yeah, less than 50 feet from another bar, and most okay. people know that on Mount Royal there's a shitload of bars. Yeah, I was gonna say like how so, like uh, how does that even work? Because I'm pretty sure there's like bar 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 bar. Like, yeah, well it's an, it's or it's the law passed away. after, so if you are if you're oh, already there, it's fine. But got eventually, you know, we have enough bars, so let's you know. Uh, uh, do we there? We never really do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this uh, this was used to be an Italian restaurant. Ah, okay. Which uh, closed down maybe probably two years before. Uh, you guys got in before we got in, and uh, Italian owners of the the whole place and great guys. They helped us a lot. We had to go through uh, you know the city councils and permits yeah. and changing you know laws to be able to open here because apparently our, we're too big in terms of surface. Okay, I have as, uh, as a brewery like in this space as a, as a as a bar. I think it's limited to two thousand square feet, and I have five thousand. Oh, so then you know limit we, the bar space. Yeah, they limit Jeez. the bar space, so we had too much space. So we had to you know go through three sessions of city council. Oh, damn. But all that time, you know, we weren't paying rent, so 
our, our owners were really happy. sweet about it. No, oh, they, 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 oh, the they, they encouraged. Like, yeah, they're, <clears throat> so, sorry, yeah. You know, we we got lucky basically, okay. and we, we love where we are. We love Plateau West. I mean, uh, I live ten minutes away by foot, and uh, my partner lives two minutes away by foot. So nice. uh, very convenient. Yeah, my kid goes to school uh, around the corner, you know, two blocks that way, and nice. Uh, so it's a cool little. It seemed like more of a bit more family in this sort of area. Exactly. There's always uh, you either see pregnant women or uh, kids running around. Right that's, around. that's about it. And dogs and stuff. Yeah. I like the complete opposite to sort of Myland and Plateau. Which yeah. Is really it's interesting how it just changes. The neighborhoods yeah. are sort of so distinct here. Exactly. You I know, like. we, we've kind of adapted to that that as well. I mean, we don't. We try to cater to every need like, of course, possible. Yeah. Uh, well, not, obviously not as possible. Much as you can, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because we have, we have a an awesome client base mm-hmm. um, you know we, you we don't really get much vomit in the, uh, in the bathrooms <laughs> uh, <laughs> that kind of party no, I like most people are you know 30 up and uh, have kids and, and, mature, uh, and like yeah they want to just it's drink good stuff and have good conversation exactly and, uh, you know, quality before quantity and uh, I like that yeah would you okay so we'll sort of briefly touch on this earlier when I was asking I guess uh, this kind of transitions into the type of beers that you make what's what, what are people around here what's your clientele what do they what do they like what do they drink what do they well we actually have <clears throat> lots of everything it's, it's it's weird like, that are way. Like around here, like is it is a lot of your clientele like there are there so are is it, is it a mix of just like it is a mix neighborhood bar and then they get into beer because hey the neighborhood exactly. bar happens to be a brew hub brew pub and yeah, that's like, a lot if of they it. drink Coors well they got the pills and they'll be extremely happy because that was fantastic yeah and then they'll try a few other things like, and go you know what I, I think I like beer yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah we have you know we have a few beer gigs coming in we have lots of family uh, people coming in. Uh, People coming in after after work, uh, staying up late sometimes. Of course. And uh, so yeah, we, we try. Uh, actually, the way that our menu works is we, we try and uh, segment every line by a kind of looseish style. Mm-hmm. So you know we have you know your 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 regular blonde, we have your your wheat beer, then we have a fruity beer. Then we, so we try to make it loose so then we can have Friends. fun in it. I mean right. uh, within those parameters. Exactly. So but we want to have you know, a nice variety of things on the menu so that anybody who comes in here can, you know, find what they need. Okay. I love it. Um, we'll keep going, but let's, let's get into yeah. this bad yeah, boy. So this, this one looks uh, super attractive. This is called the Binet KS. Yeah. So um, K- KS is uh, for Kettle Sour. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Binet is uh, for my girlfriend. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and she... She requested a uh, She did raspberry. not. She did not request anything. <laughs> Uh, but she, she, you know, she loves uh, raspberry and uh, grapefruit uh, smoothies. So right. I figured so I'd make her a, a lovely sour smoothie. <laughs> Did she enjoy it? Yeah, she does. Fantastic. Well, she tells me she does. So. Well, that's what matters. She tells you. Cheers, brother. Get it in you. Oh hell yeah! Oh wow! That's tart. Oh yeah, we're doing this again. Okay. Oh yeah, cheers. Oh, yeah, we're doing this again. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of this again. Apologies. Um, this is great, man. I really, really love Kettle Sours. What's this, like low ABV? 4.7? 4.7, oh, yeah. High, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not that low. But because, uh, you know, I, I, want to, I want to have, I still want to have a backbone. I mean, I gotcha. find many yeah. Kettle Sours just, just kind of, you get the sour and then you get the fruit or no fruit and then you, you, the malt just doesn't exist. Right. So I, I still wanted a malty backbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of wheat in there, which helps out. And uh, no, I'm pretty happy with it. That was fantastic. Um, kettle sours, I know I was talking about someone yesterday. 
Do you have a preference? I think this is a good question. Someone's asking me, uh, someone tweeted, kettle sours or barrel uh, aged sours. I just really it's like two worlds. Two different things. Two there. worlds. I mean, both can obviously uh, be done well. Barrel age is probably a lot more uh, time intensive. Okay. Um, of course, yeah. Right. So I mean, it could go either way depending on how the. Well, there is that, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not force souring it, so it can take it takes months, months basically. So kettle sours kind of work around that, but that doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable. I mean, it's not a, it's not a cheap barrel sour. It's no, just it's a different. It's just a kettle sour, right? So whatever. It's a good distinction, actually. Yeah, and uh, when it's done well, it can be. Delicious. I mean, this on this on a patio is uh, perfect. Day as soon as it comes out. I saw you guys got the patio. Excuse me. Set up out yep. there. Yep. Yep. First, uh, first, the, the second day we had ice on it, so that was fun. <laughs> uh, or was it still was because the weather went bad, or was it one of those days? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember like not like a week or so ago uh, when it was like one nice day. It wasn't even that nice. Like thirteen degrees. Yeah. There was patios were filled everywhere. Chocolate everywhere, and we live right next to the mountain. So we were going on the bus past the mountain. There were people sunbathing next to piles of snow. I was like, that yeah. is Montreal. Welcome to Montreal. Yeah. 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 It makes me so happy. You guys are crazy. As soon as you like hit ten degrees and sunny out oh, after winter, booty then shots. you know everybody just takes everything yeah. off. And <laughs> we actually saw that same day. Uh, girl in booty shorts on the, tra- on the train and then right next to her was a lady in a full goose down winter coat yeah it was just so funny yep that's, uh, that's, that's, that's Montreal for you yeah. 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 it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing um, so the styles of beer that you made so um, basically you're appealing I like that um, I always like going to places where like maybe you can take a friend that isn't a beer person like oh there's plenty here for you but as a beer nerd I'm like hell yeah because sometimes some of the beer nerd places that yeah. I would like to go to I'm sure probably you too that might not be so not not welcoming, but so like the the, the new yeah new, like noobs wouldn't new, really new guy friendly maybe or new, yeah new, new, exactly yeah. they they might not be like uh, like well, you know, I figure most I mean, of them most are. Have you always have something that's something you know, right yeah, the worst case they can sit on that but I feel like you guys have like this is a significant amount of beers here like you said there's twenty well, twenty one lines if you have, if you count the uh, the cask which isn't actually uh, it's you know it's like an English style uh, like manual uh, pull thing. thing. Yeah. Sick. And yeah. you do something funky to it, like the APA. I'm sure it's like a oh dry hop with citra. Yeah. Yeah. We we all, actually we have fun with it. You know we, we always take uh, to make the cask. We, we take whatever's fermenting and then we take a do something or... different to it just to try uh, try it out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I also like even just a small details here. Just the the different glass. Uh, like I guess that people know what it's going to come in. Exactly. We we, uh, we we wanted to always wanted to keep things simple, right? So we just figured, all right, beer costs this much, whatever you're taking, mm-hmm. and then we can just you know switch around the size depending on you know cost and maybe uh, basically what you're drinking. You, you probably don't want to have a pint of barley wine, right? So no, some people might. Not, not some people might. Some people. Some do. people are yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we have one uh, one price, and uh, it's just the the vessel changes. That's so good. I, I really really like it. Um, so how would you like? I liked that we said before that um, you make beers that you want to drink. Yeah. I think that's so important. A lot of brewers have said that, and I just think it's so key because that's like this this place is a reflection of you essentially, and this is an art form. Is your art slash science, and yeah, you get to present that to people. So. Whilst, I mean, I guess it's a fine balance then, being like, this is what I like to drink, but I also have to placate yeah. and satisfy a client base. How do you, how do you find that balance? I, I, it is kind of easy for me because I, I, I just enjoy beer all over. So, right. you know, so you're like, uh, cool, I'll make you. You want that? Cool. Well, 
we don't really have any demands, right? So uh, we, we uh, like I said, we, we put out you know loose lines of okay. So each line will have a style ish. You know, if you yeah. want something with a bit more malty, maybe first of all, I, I hate talking about colors, so I will not. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, maybe a more of a caramel type, uh, like a easy baking. Let's let's just call it a rose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Malt forward uh, reddish beer. Yeah, uh, you know, there's you tons of beers. Yeah, right now we have. Uh, well, we're, we're actually using uh, the the bitter on that line because you know. Ah, gotcha. But you know, it, it it fits in the caramel malty type uh, type beer. You know, we okay. do a Vienna on that line. We do an alt nice. beer on that line. Gotcha. Uh, so there's most okay, of them. There's sense. tons of styles that you can kind of fiddle around with, and I mean, all brewers we we like to explore. I mean, I, I say I haven't made a Vienna before. Well. I'll try to make one that I want to drink, right? You know? And I usually end up drinking it. Right, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. You've got even some stuff here that um, I find super interesting. What did I see? It was the um, Grodziski. Yeah, I don't even know if I've even heard of that before. What it's, is uh, that? It's an uh, it's an oak smoked um, oh, like wheat malt beer. Huh. Okay. Uh, German or is it Polish? It's uh, it's Polish. Polish. Okay. Yeah. But well, there's been a few uh, examples. I mean, it's also called a Gadzer. It's basically okay. the same thing. Um, so it, that's not a beer de God. That's a separate thing. That's the no, French one. No, Gadzer, okay. uh, G R A T Z E R with an accent somewhere in there. I have never seen that. No. Basically, low strength, yeah, uh, smoked six. wheat beer. Huh. So how's that? It's, it's great. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not too smoky. It's not, right. uh, not, it's, it's it's not, not drinking beer. Bacon. It's, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not like drinking bacon. It's just subtly, because uh, it's oak smoked uh, wheat, which is a lot. Oat smoked. Yeah. Oak smoked Oak smoked, wheat. yeah. So it's not as. Interesting. What does that mean? They just smoke it on. They smoke it on oak. Oak wood. Yeah. Damn. See, that's Instead really of like beech wood, which would be more. Uh, pungent. Mm. Interesting. Oh, bless you. Um, okay, cool. So that's like that's something I haven't really seen here. And two other things I noticed here: you've got two different, uh, like, well, Mexican Imperial Stout and a Chipotle Porter. Yeah. Um, normally, I would see those type of like those are probably like cask beers where they take their porter and they'd be like, all right, let's do some peppers or something in there. Um, is that why? Like, where does that come from? Um, well, uh, actually, the the Chipotle uh, Brown Porter is. One of the first beers we made at Mabrowski. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I really love the, the the flavor and complexity of Chipotle and of and like the uh, smoked dark beer. It, it's mm. actually a, a smoked beer as well. Okay. So, uh, loving the smoke. Loving the smoke and not you know not too much. But just I, I feel that yeah. Um, but you know it's uh, I, I've always loved that type of thing and my partner as well. So we're just like you know. Like we said, let's do what we, what we enjoy. Yeah, and uh, the actual the, the stout uh, the Mexican stout was actually uh, my uh, my manager uh, fun party guy Matt yeah. uh, Matt's <laughs> idea, and my assistant uh, brewer really got on that train as well. So we just figured, you know, let's let's, let's try that too. What makes it Mexican? Um, actually, different examples of a Mexican stout would be with uh, vanilla. Um, cinnamon, nice cocoa beans. Um, 
I have no Mexican roots, so I cannot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you that you know. I thought I've had that spice. in Mexico at one right, third. Right. So and obviously, yeah, peppers. Yeah. Got it. Okay. What kind of peppers? Not habanero in there. Habanero. Yeah. Is it? Like, are they like a subtle bite at the end? They're not that it? subtle. No, no punch no, in not. the face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not doing punch in the face, but. You know, if Matt can get out, he could probably get us a, a small sampler as well. Oh, there we already have a few. To, to yeah, do. we got plenty. Yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm just genuinely curious because, like, I've seen as rare that you would see like full lines of a, um, a spice beer like that. Yeah. It's just not and, and two. <laughs> That's well, yeah, we curious. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have cool. two smoked beers, two spice beers, uh, two. Uh, yeah, so. So you guys are really doing some interesting stuff. I like well, it. Oh, we have fun. That's no, fun. it's really cool, man. So, okay, the brasserie stuff. Just to get into that. So. That's uh, we've spoken about this on the podcast before, uh, particularly with Dan from Brewer, what we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier. So my brasserie is a co-op, literally in uh, Rosemont across yep. the road from um, Brewer, and yep. it's like a co-op. It's not a contract brewery; it's a co-op. So can it's you explain exactly how? What what does that look like, and how? What's your involvement? Well, basically, uh, ma, ma brasserie is uh, is a brewery in itself. I mean, they they have uh, they, they have a brew house, right? and they have their own fermentation vessels, and uh, they have their own staff. And the uh, how it well it becomes a co-op because obviously there are there are working members and there are non-working members and that's their financial uh, model model. What does that mean? Just to I know this is probably a dumb well, question, it's, but just... it's it's owned by everyone basically. Okay, so everybody. So is... there, there's not one you know one investor. Everybody has I don't sure. know how like what amount of shares, but it's it's a co-op. So you know okay. it's it's employee owned basically. So right. therefore. Boswell owns a portion of we do the brewery. You do not. Okay. No, not in that business model. All, all of the uh, the breweries who are in the uh, in in, in Mabaroski, yeah. What we do is we uh, they supply brew house and staff. We supply our fermentation vessels okay. and obviously our our recipes and our uh, you know we we pay for our shit. Right. Um, and you train up their employees to do your recipe. That depends. I mean, uh, in in the first few uh, first first few months, first few years, maybe they uh, we worked. Uh, well, I, I was a, I was a late member as well. I was okay. probably the last member in. Uh, but you know, they they, they worked up the the, the brew system and uh, the employees there who were already well trained in the experiment. Okay. Um, so first few brew, brews, we went there. We uh, we brewed with them, but. You know, when it's not, it's not your system. Mm-hmm. They've had years' experience with it, so you kind of say, okay, well, this is what I want. This is, you know, the ingredients I want in it. Uh, these are my parameters. Uh, this is how I do things. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go there and you, you kind of let them work. You watch them. You talk with them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that you, you see what results come out of it. And when you're happy, then you say, all right, guys, good, good job. <laughs> So next time you don't have to be there, <laughs> right? Interesting. Is that weird or is that a cool uh, like? It is kind of weird, not in a bad way. Just not, not out a bad of the way. ordinary kind of weird, being that like just the way that it works. Because usually it's a contract. I don't even know how it would do. be. I guess it's kind of a standard contracting situation. Because I it, guess it, 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 it's what you near it, right? It is near it, except for the fact that you know we supply our kegs, we supply our uh, our ingredients, and we supply our, our fermenters. Right, but. Uh, the same. I mean, it, it's it would be weird if we weren't happy with the results, right? Gotcha. Because one way or another, we have to pay for their staff when okay. they're brewing our beer, right? 
Uh, like I said in the in the beginning, I would I would go there, and I I don't like saying supervised because that wasn't the fact. I mean, I was probably learning as much from them as they were uh, from trying to do my recipe. Gotcha. Basically, they're experimenting, so working together. Yeah. Okay. So. But you also weren't running the ship, so it wasn't a gypsy situation where you just bring your beer no. out of different places. No. You're sort of working with them. These guys are kind of in charge. You like, okay. yeah, they okay. do it. They will do exactly what you ask them to. Okay. But you know, in the in the to long run, because brewing a beer is not only you know being there for uh, for the boil or uh, I mean, it, it takes a long time. Yeah. It has to ferment. You have to follow it up. You have to uh, you have to control Taste it. it blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So the, you can't you can't be there. The whole time, you have to trust them. Yeah, of course. And uh, well, they, they they've done a good job in, in building that trust relationship. Uh, Max, who's the the head brewer over there, I mean, he's a super competent guy, and you know he he yes he, he, he has to manage basically six other head brewers, so that's probably not a fun job <laughs> from but, all the uh, other member breweries, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, he does a great job, and. Uh, Whatever he pushes out is ninety-nine uh, percent uh, to satisfaction. So fantastic! So it's a great partnership. Challenging. Yeah. Okay. And why did you guys choose to um, be a part of my brasserie instead of where you know Brasserie de Mondo or wherever else? Uh, well, it was kind of. Um, I mean, the, the goal was always to open up the brewery on premise, right? Yep. And it, it that has never changed. Uh, but we kind of figured out it might be a bit longer than we had anticipated. Right. So, you so we, had, we saw that opportunity come out, and we just figured, you know, why not, why not jump on it? It, it? You know, you had to pay for your membership. Then you had to uh, buy fermentation vessels, which are not cheap. I can imagine. And a, a flock of kegs, which okay. is not that cheap either. So it's a serious it's, investment. It, it's yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we we were lucky though because we won uh, you know a few uh, a few subventions. Is that a word I can say? Subventions. Subvention was like a... uh, anyway, people it, giving us money. Oh, like, like investors? Yeah. Not investors. Like uh, from the government? Yeah. So it's like or a, like programs a, or whatever. A grant of sorts. Kind of a grant, yeah. Oh, sick. Right. So it's like Quebec business grants that sort of yeah we give want you a few a bit of a capital boost. Exactly. Some sick. Of, yeah. So we uh, we got lucky on that, or you know we no, we, we did our work. grants are yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. that that helped out with uh, with getting into Mabrowski because it was you know it was a kind of a hefty investment, yeah. especially in the first six months yeah. where we had just you know no spent comes out, right? everything we had <laughs> <laughs> when you're already running this place. Yeah, yeah. We, and then you got to go and pay. How, what size fermenters do you have there? Uh, Eighteen hectos, so uh, one thousand eight hundred liters. So that's. Significant. It's like uh, whatever. It's six four and a half times. times. Yeah, four, the yeah. size of these guys. Yeah. They're pretty big. Yeah. Um, okay, that's really cool. So it just made sense to sort of do do it from there, and because there was probably, I guess, there's like a knowledge sharing thing coming out of there as well. There is. I mean, uh, you know, you, you get into contact with uh, other brewers, other ideas, other ways of thinking about about beer, which is uh, mm. it's kind of a Brain trust might be pushing it, but you know it's, it's, it's just fun to exchange with with you know other brewers, which yeah. we do anyway. Of course, but um, this kind of like puts you even like closer. Yeah, puts you in the same actually, boat. Yeah, right. And they, and they pour and stuff from there too. There's a bar yeah. I heard. Yeah, they, pay, we, they pour uh, they pour our beers. They pour every member's beers, and they pour their own beers. Their own stuff. Yeah. I heard that's one of the few that have a um, on premise uh, 
uh, you can purchase. Because one thing that drives me nuts about Quebec is that stupid law where you can't buy. My favorite thing about Toronto, whenever we're there, I can go to Bellwoods, I can be like, leave and leave with a bunch of beers. I love doing well, that. Well, you can do that here. Oh, you, but growlers. Growlers. Right? Okay, exactly. so that's a great scent because not everyone has growlers in Montreal. I find that's kind of rare as well. I like the pack. But you can, do, you can do bottles now as well. You can do bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have to have because you know that's a, it has to be a separate, separate type address. of thing. Yeah. Not no not an address. Not anymore. Uh, not, not anymore. Yeah. So you just bottles, no cans. No, you can do cans. You can do. Uh, so you can do that now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I think you can. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. Sick. Okay, that makes me happy. But it kind of just... has to be sep- separate lots, and you know, it's, it it is a complicated thing because you know, Quebec government is always very difficult. But yes, uh, yeah, you can you can bottle and uh, okay, just cool. for sale. Yeah. That makes me really happy because that's just the one thing about Montreal, well, Quebec, Montreal, whatever, that is just really frustrating. Mm. I know there's more people like me who want to leave because I like to, I don't really, in, are you familiar with the Ontario system? Ish? Vaguely. Yeah, because yeah, we're sort of half my co-hosts out there, mm. so we kind of end up going between the two. Um, they have their, everything through the government. It's called the LCBO. That's like the, the, the government-run liquor yep. store, yep. right? So they have to go through that. So everything is through there. But because all the brew pubs sell their products out of their uh, their establishment I don't even go to the LCBO anymore like very rare I just go straight there because yep. I want to buy beer I want it to go in your pocket rather than this through the yep. system that like warehouses shit and pay yeah, 33% to him and yeah. exactly and it's just like I mean it's so good to support them I think it's a good branding opportunity for, for breweries and stuff whereas in Montreal it's a different system because the depths are sick like really go here, like in comparison. So you can go to anywhere with this one in my building. I can go there at ten o'clock at night in my pajamas and go and. I mean, yeah, you can't get amazing stuff. Or get some Unibrew or whatever. Like, well, you're you're getting better and better shit every time. Right. I mean, uh, Depending on the depth, of course. But yeah, but you know, a lot of them have uh, stepping up their game. Yeah, absolutely. Which is which is kind of cool. So like it, that was just the one thing here. Like yes, the depths are good, and they, I guess they're probably better than they're more addresses than. LCBOs, hundred yes, percent, and you don't have to always go to the brew pub, and you know, like a lot of the ones in Quebec, like there's uh, not as many in Montreal as there are in Toronto. Like there's, they're really spread out here, yeah. so it's even harder for us to visit them and have a car. So I'm trying to like get to the ones in Montreal, but I would like to always leave with something. something yeah. Growlers are cool, just not. I don't, I don't consume yeah, you that keep... fast. Like cause I don't either. You know how it is? Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it's good that you offer them though, because I, I, I couldn't even. I can think of maybe one or two others here that do that. I'm aware of. Doesn't mean there's. It's actually working uh, really probably well. better than I would hope for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. So you got of, different sizes of, growlers. I'm looking at. No, it. we only have. Oh, uh, no, they're all for the beers that are different prices. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We have uh, one Just size at seven fifty. Seven fifty. Yeah. Oh, we the want to keep it small. Uh, no, it's just no. a oh, no, regular no, twist off. Okay, sick. But you know, we figured uh, exactly. I mean, we do what we enjoy as well, so. When I leave with a growler, I'd rather not it be two liters and then, you know, have to, yeah, you know, drink it more than I would have wanted to. So I right. prefer to keep it uh, keep keep a small, small size. Yeah. Are you ever concerned? Because one of the concerns breweries have expressed to us about um, growlers is that people will leave it in the back of their fridge for like three weeks or a month. And then someone will come and drink it and they'll pour and try and show somebody else your beer. And they're like, oh, well, that sucks, man. This, well, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're lucky we have a, a really good staff. And uh, they're tasked with, uh, you know, informing clients. Say, Drink this within five days and, or whatever. Well, you know what? At, at some point, but if the client doesn't listen, is what, it what is. you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the risk you have to take. Yeah. Okay. And we haven't had any... Uh, any complaints? Bad <laughs> return. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, just... Uh, yeah. I mean, if it, it's no I left it in my trunk for uh, for two weeks <laughs> and it sucked and you know, it didn't happen. Unless it'd be like, well, even if they did, it's like, well, your fault, mate, like... 
Wait, what can you, what can you do about it? Yeah, but you were warned. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's good, and I like that uh, at least you're giving that option to people to, I don't know, just to, to bring it home and stuff. And then yeah. they'll come there, they'll have the good experience. They can even take something home if, because you're only packaging a smaller amount of beers. You got 21 available here. I'm sure you probably wouldn't want to do a growler of cups, no, though. We couldn't. Couldn't. It's not even yeah. possible. We do three or four of that. Yeah. So. Even anything we serve on nitro, we won't. Uh, oh yeah, because that wouldn't work either. We'll just die. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be the best experience. Mm. So that's really cool. I like that a lot. It just gives people uh, options. Are you, are you finding it's like, who, who are the growler customers? Are they beer nerds or are they like their average person who just had a, such a great experience? There's a bit they... of both, actually. There, there's some people who come in <clears throat> only for growlers. Oh, yeah, just walk yeah. in the door. I'm like, cool. Walk in the door. Yeah, take three growlers, leave, and then there are, uh, you know, other people who are here maybe in the afternoon and say, you know, I, I got to go get my kid at school. Can I, you know, take a growler for supper? And, Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably eat some other supper as well. No, I'll talk about um, yeah. Everything you need in beer, I'm just saying. Like, you know, technically need to eat. Technically. Technically, yeah. Um, that's really cool, man. I really love it. Next. Saison mixed. Okay. Yeah. What makes it mixed? So it's, uh, it's actually a multi-grain saison. Hence the mixed. Oh, wow. Hence the mix. Uh, no, actually not hence the mixed. Uh, oh. With uh, mixed fermentation. Oh, okay. So nice. there is... Uh, Yeast-wise, there's probably about 50% French saison in there. Okay. And, and cloves and such? Clove, very fruity. A lot fruitier than uh, than a Belgian saison. Okay. And uh, then there's a, probably about 25% uh, Belgian saison, and there is a, a slight uh, kick of Brett in there. All right. But it's, it's in primary fermentation, so it's, it's less bad. barnyard, <clears throat> more on the fruity side. All right. Hell yeah. Cheers, Cheers man. Cheers, Rich. I see exactly what you mean. Jesus, that is interesting. That is uh, probably one of the best examples of a beer I make because I want to drink. Right. Yeah. This is all you. This is old Phil, old Uncle Phil. Sorry, Sorry I, I love right? selfies. I mean, you know, it's, it's I really, my, it's really my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I apologize, man. It's like I've been doing this. Like this is like beer number three thousand six hundred and sixty-eight. I've been doing this for like seven years. It's an obsession. I'm OCD as hell about it. And gonna do a time lapse eventually. Or? I don't know. One time, a friend when I hit three sixty-five, a friend was a video guy back in the day, and he was like, "Give me all the pictures, and I'll make a thing with them all, and place them all the cat and all the bottle in the same place." Yeah. And I gave him all the photos. He never did it. But I thought <laughs> it would friend. be. Yeah, I know. Dave, you bastard. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's the reason we're doing the podcast. Like, we started that. Or I started doing that. And then Scott started a little bit after me a few weeks after. And then we just kept going. And people said, do something with it. And then here we are. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now I get to talk to awesome people and, and drink really good beer with the people who made it. So it's a good time. So I continue to do it. Why not? I don't know. It's like, yeah, compulsion. Um, fantastic. So would you, would you, I guess this is, oh, 7 2? Yeah, it doesn't, right. uh, doesn't feel like it, does it? Not at all. It will later, but right now it doesn't. <laughs> um, to mix fermentation, okay. Um, I like this a lot, man. Um, definitely never had anything really like this before. It's it's kind of like I wouldn't. I don't even know if I. Guess you would recognize this as a saison. It's just because the the various. Uh, no, the phenolic and the, the peppery and clovey. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's all there. Uh, hint of bread, which uh, is always yeah. always has its place in my opinion in a saison. It's yeah. more of a, even though it's. About fifty percent French saison. I still feel like it's a Belgian saison inspired type beer. Yes, which is my my type of saison. I mean, it's 
It's very, very aromatic, very dry. Yes. I mean, and adjectives, but yeah. great texture as well. I mean, it's 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 it rolls kind of on your tongue, even though it it finishes dry, dry, dry. Yeah. So I'm really happy. Phenomenal, man. We love it. I forgot to ask, why Bosma? What does that mean? Is that, is that someone's name or is it? Uh... It's actually um, it's two things. So it's it is an old brewery uh, that was in Quebec City. Okay. Uh, a few centuries ago, right? Okay. I was going to say, there's like a bit copyright on you there, a bit trademark. Uh, you know what? We actually uh, had a, a kind of a, a melee with uh, Sleeman. For real? Who, who had uh, coined the uh, Boswell Pale Ale, never used it. Okay. And, but they uh, had owned the trademark for it? They had owned a, a certain uh, copyright on it, which we had no idea. Of course. Obviously. Um, but it's the reason we chose it, it's also kind of a light swear word in oh, yeah? Quebec culture. Yeah, it means being pissed off, basically. How would you use it in a sentence, in French? Être en Boswell. Okay, or be, some people would just... in en like en train de... Yeah, okay. and well, some people would just use it as a light swear word, like uh, like tabarnak, well, they'd say Boswell instead, but it's, ca- it's kind of... Yeah, it's old school. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, a few decades back. Right. So if people bust it out now, it's almost like they're being funny by saying it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's it. But uh, you know, we we got hooked on it, and uh, it's also something that we figured. You know, it's kind of easy to remember. Yeah. Most people kind of find it funny, and all people ask why. So. I love it. Great. That's awesome. That makes it much better. I didn't expect that at all. I thought, oh, it's my father's name, or like something like you know, something more. Like- well, there, there's actually a, a few because uh, the, the brewery was uh, opened by. Uh, Scottishman, Irishman, the original mixed one. Up. Yeah, and uh, Same his, his, his descendants yeah. still live in Quebec. Right. So we often have you know people calling for a reservation uh, for the Boswell family or uh, oh, yeah? which always kind do of hook them up. Yeah, of course we do. We give yeah. them a T-shirt. And, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Get the wrap. Um, the the logo. I've just been looking at this. I just realized before that it's a uh, looks like it's a, like a tumbler, like a glass. It's actually yeah, a, exactly our. Um, like uh, a uh, yeah, flat. Yeah, glass. our flight glass. Is that this? Is this a flat no. glass? Oh, this is no. a bit larger. Yeah, because yeah. it's a bit more fun to drink in this, I, I feel. And they're they very attractive. But uh, yeah, it's a, it has a few loose meanings. It's. Uh, Bring it down. Oh, boy, it's been a while. But uh, <laughs> it's kind I'm of. To put uh, you on the spot there, man. It's kind of hard to, to, to explain English, but it's kind of. You can even drop it looks like a, kind of like a ball of yarn. But okay. More, yeah, more like I can a, see that. It, it, it's actually a. It looks like you're knitting. A glass. Not a glass, but the uh, lien. Uh, you know. Um, how do you spell that word? L i n l i. Lien means place, right? Not place. Lien is relationships, basically. So it's 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 about knitting relationships. It also kind of has a farmish feel from you know from the top so we, right. two things that we we kind of have in our uh, in our morals which would be uh, you know relationships with our, our neighbors and, and our clients and our staff uh, which we try to treat as well as we can and uh, it's also close to it is a farm representation but it's mostly buying local stuff and uh, you know encouraging 
produce, pro- producers from uh, producers. Like but, low, uh, yeah. yeah, I like that. The vibe is very uh, Quebec. Yeah, I love that. Some of my favorite things about here. Everyone's super passionate about that, and um, but really like really passionate about local stuff. And to like it makes me very happy. Like I was saying earlier, like the Quebec podcasts are always the best, uh, the highest views and the highest like people uh, engagement. People love it. Yep. And I think and I've always found it very interesting because everyone generally people here are francophone. So I was like, why do they care that there's Anglophone people are talking to that? But I guess it's just like, doesn't even matter. Well, well you know, when you talk about the beer world, it's, there uh, are no boundaries. There are yeah. no, nobody cares. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you talk about beer; it can be talked about in any language. You can, you know, agreed. Beer is good everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I like that a lot. It makes me really happy here. It's. Uh, I feel like the scenes. So that's something else I wanted to touch on. Like, how do you, how have you seen? Because you've been involved in this for quite some time. How have you seen things change here? As far as like. Like you said, 15 years ago when there's only like whatever, four or five, excuse me, beers you could get around and then coming into today where there's like 150 plus breweries in Quebec. Um, yeah, the, uh, the scene has changed quite a bit. For a while, I, I felt like we were uh, always about, you know, three years behind the States. Because oh, always. Canada in general, everywhere in the world is, I guess. Yeah, but recently I feel like it's pretty uh, much caught up. It's pretty much caught up. Not three years behind. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. People are traveling more. I mean, there's obviously a lot more volume <clears throat> there, and uh, yeah, but things have caught up really fast. I mean, tech technology is more available. Also, um, there's a lot more homebrewers, so a lot more knowledge sharing, and a lot more people aspiring to become professional brewers gotcha so there's a there's a big community uh, which did not exist before I mean right. there was a very small community mm-hmm. I mean there was basically one one brew shop in Montreal the home and, brew uh, the uh, home like brew shop, shop yeah. yeah and um, that shop on Barocco is that yeah. that yeah yeah well that's that's the one I, I went to yeah uh, still there still a great yeah, guy I, and all but you know most home brewers every, every home brewer knew him and uh, so most of the information went either through books that were not as readily available as they are now, or this guy. <laughs> that's crazy. And uh, you know, so that's a lot of that's a lot of power. Yeah, well, wasn't what he was trying to do, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. he was he was the Still. reference. And since, well, obviously, internet helped a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, brewers' publications helps a lot. I mean, the brewer is usually a passionate type of person, and will read everything he can and yeah. talk about it all the time if not too much and uh, yeah so the, the, the growing community of home brewers probably pushed uh, pushed Quebec brewery scene uh, up a lot and I think we've caught up seriously nice. quality stuff is coming out of right, uh, so great yeah, yeah it's, a, it's really I feel like it's changed like when I first moved here, I moved here in 2012, and even Ontario, they were kind of like pretty bland on the English side of things, and I felt like Quebec was pretty straightforward on the uh, Belgian side of things. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just like, yeah, like everyone's just doing their own versions of someone else's stuff, and I maybe hadn't found their identity at the time. And uh, even when I sort of always measure it for in the last maybe 18 months or so from like we were talking about like the hazy stuff and the like predating the milkshake stuff, I guess, mm. um, that that was one of the first trends that I was like, uh, people aren't really getting on it. Like people kept coming out with new breweries with here's an English pale ale and here's a blonde, like just super like boring ass stuff. Yeah. When, when I think when the focus finally switched from bitter IPAs to aromatic IPAs, that's when 
everybody got on board. Yeah. yeah. And breweries got on board, so clients got on board, and things just kind of creativity exploded. Yeah. exploded I yeah. think because that, it was that style, and I like I'm huge into it, and like whatever and everyone watches, listens, they know that we're really into it. But like I guess when you say it, I'm glad that we had this because that's a really good point that that style is the one that let people know like oh man yeah. like we can do something with this and then like oh if that's cool then now everyone's making these hazy crazy sours and like just all these different styles that just absolutely in the last, uh, two years ago didn't exist and now everyone is super creative yep. and I've seen Quebec I'd probably say Quebec more so in the last six six to twelve months it's just out of control I'm drinking oh, more Quebec so. beer than I ever did and I used to always just go to Ontario bring a crap ton back and not not in any way just because I'd be there and I'd yeah. be doing more podcasts there and um, just because my co-host was there, now I started doing it myself out here because he doesn't come as much. But now I'm like, I'm going to, there's that new Palooza I saw on um, Bourbien, yep. which is a little closer to me. So I'm like, oh, looks good too. Oh, isn't it? It's yeah. so sexy, that little like fridge in the middle. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. So now I'm like, oh, I'm, like, I'm taking everybody there. I'm like doing more trades. And now yeah. I'm like, oh, I got you. Don't worry. I got a lot more time there. lost there also. Way more time yeah. lost. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's become a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The beer is just such an issue for me right now. It's out of control. But it's, it's really cool now because now if people come to town, I'm like, don't worry. Like, you know, I'll take you to all these different beer bars, different breweries. Now I've been here. I'm like, oh, this is a place I'm going to be taking people. Yeah, this is fantastic. Like, it's such a great looking oh, place. There's, there's choice there's now. so many, there's man. Like, so much choice. So and, much. You know, we, we were lucky enough to have a few uh, a few pioneers on, on the Quebec beer scene. Uh, you know, talking about uh, even on the Montreal beer scene, which would be maybe, say, Dieu de Ciel. Yep. Who has always been a respected member of the international brewing com- community. So having, having maybe a brew pub like that, which became a brewery, that, you know, kind of shine the dream in front of everybody and saying, you know, you know, we're from Montreal. We, you can we do did this. this yeah. We did this. You can do this. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it made it more accessible. Uh, Dutchette is still putting out Phenomenal awesome quality. Constantly, yeah. And uh, they're also, you know, great with the community. I mean, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're accessible. They, 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 they're not hiding the recipes. They're, you know, they're, no. So uh, no, uh, shout out to Jude Setal. Absolutely, they they, absolutely. they they probably have a lot to do with it. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, I've been like twenty years now. I think this the brew pub was twenty years this year. Or was it last year? Either way, it was like twenty years is pretty serious to be like in business in in you know anything. That same, <laughs> in anything, right? Like it's it's actually a miracle. I mean, we have our business. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Like, I'm dealing with uh, my girlfriend. I own a marketing a social media agency, so. We, and she's our producer as well, so we just did our first lot of taxes for 2016 and 17 recently, and just, and just everyone always like, don't you don't want to be in business in Quebec? I'm like, what are you talking about? Everything's cool. I'm like, oh. No, you got it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I can, and ours is pretty straightforward, and it's literally the worst thing that's happened to us in quite some time. <laughs> and I'm like, imagine what it's like in the bar when you guys have got, we don't have to deal with permits or any of this other nonsense that you guys are going to deal with. And on top of that, there's all these additional complicated taxes. And well, I'm, so I'm lucky enough like, to have a, a very uh, paper savvy partner. Good, good. Who, uh, really, that. I think, I think actually enjoys filling out forms. Uh, wow. So, you know, You're lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> takes care of the numbers. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Fantastic. You know, I'm, I, I find the whole thing easy. Yeah, right. Because you're just like, oh, let's make beer, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Is, that, is that the extent of your responsibilities? Are you mostly just do beer or do you do I do, n- yeah. Mostly now I, I, I manage the brewery. Uh, we obviously, you know, we, we actually, he, he shares his office with me, so. 
Thank so you, Matt. We, we actually have to. Uh, that's not Matt, though. Uh, oh, you, sorry, you haven't met no, Nick. No. Nick's actually on vacation right now. So Nick's your partner. Nick's my no, partner. I'm sorry. Okay. So you, uh, that's we have two other partners who are, who are partners who are, are great, but you know they're not. They they're not active work working here. Yeah. Uh, Nick. Uh, Nick's pretty much the uh, the hat. You know, he's he's over overseeing everything. Everything. Making yeah. sure everything's in the uh, way. Yeah, he does a great job at it, and uh, he takes care of the numbers. He he's the one uh, who sits down with the accountants and. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm, I, I got pretty much the big end of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're lucky out here. Yeah, that's sick, man. But yeah, but when we opened, obviously the uh, the bar, the restaurant, uh, we pretty much split everything because I didn't have a brewery to take care of. All oh, right, so uh, you were just sort of working out there. Yeah. Did you work the right. bar and stuff, or you didn't even do that? Either? Yeah, we did. Uh, I did pretty much everything. So did he, and uh, we also, you know, everybody agrees that I should probably not go back to that because I sucked at it but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole other skill set it's really hard yeah, yeah no I, 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 you know, my, my, uh, my girlfriend is actually the, uh, the, the she works on the bar yeah she's well she's the, the manager nice uh, the head manager and she's we actually call her la directrice des opérations okay so uh, she, she's not only the manager of the bar but you know she takes she care of everything takes care of everything keeping and, it in the family uh, I like she's that. probably the the best waitress I have ever seen, <laughs> and uh, she doesn't do tables anymore. But uh, so she, she, she gives she's a doing. awesome example on uh, everybody who comes passes through here. That's and, uh, sick. Yeah. I like that. I really like it when when there's things like that will keep it in the family. Mm. Some people I don't think always like it, but I don't know. I think it's really cool. Like you can really trust your uh... depends your family. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a very good point. Still, it generally works out pretty well. I find we're yeah sometimes we're, you know. We're, we're pretty happy to be able to spend lots of our time together in the, you know, in the workplace. And right. Obviously, you know, when you get home and you, you, you can't really leave work at work, but... No, never. That's, that's fine. Oh, I've, I mean, we have, we have awesome, man. You're awesome building something. work, so... Yeah, yeah. and you're owner, so who cares? Mm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think that's how you really get ahead. Like, you gotta, I think it's a, like, because I'm dealing with that, my girl and I are always working on everything. We've got multiple projects, and we always... So what you do, it's really hard to separate... That you have to have this is the relationship time. I think that's the tough part to actually yeah. find that and to allocate. Like, all right, every I've heard that people say like every Wednesday night date night. That's what you do, something like that. Because I think you have to pull out of like get your head you out. You do, of the, um, but it kind of is hard when you you own a bar and a and a restaurant, and then you have a date night and then you go to a restaurant and, and then, then you're just like looking around and saying you know that, yeah that that's nice. Yeah. That I would I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that. But, but that's kind of cool because then you're like, I mean, you still don't turn the work off, but maybe you can sort of talk about you strategy. Still have a good time and, and yeah. yeah, you know, I just like it's an interesting challenge that we're facing right now because it's just so hard to, I don't know, to separate it and to be able to put that time aside. Because even when you do, like you said, you put that time aside, but all you're doing is talking about work you anyway, do the same thing, which yeah. is cool. But I, I find that maybe if you can try and talk about different stuff, like I said, like strategy, you look around like, oh, that's sick, maybe we could do that. Yeah. Because it's stuff that you don't get time to talk about because you're like, well, did you do this, but did this happen? And it's just day-to-day stuff. And when there's day-to-day all the time, you don't get to look at the macro yeah, the, uh, the, picture. Yeah, the big picture. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting, uh, off-topic, I know we're talking about beer and stuff, but whatever, it's part of the, part of the it's game. It's part of the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, we uh, have a section. You're, you're, oh, yeah, we're up to the next one. Do you know what? Let's talk, move into the next one. You're, you're talking too much. I'm talking way too yeah. much. All right. IPA. Look so, so this is the, uh, yeah, this is the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Which is... Um, what are you using this? Our... I guess our third beer that we actually brewed in terms of uh, Boswell. Okay. Uh, the inspiration is <clears throat> kind of a 
no holds barred West Coastish IPA. So I'm. I, I loved the uh, when I when I went to San Diego and I went to to, to San Francisco, nice. uh, which I was lucky enough to have paid by my old job. Hell yeah. Um, I just love the, the the philosophy of you know, fuck you. This is an IPA. You know, yeah. you like it, don't like it, just just drink it and whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the inspiration behind it. I, I I do have more of a tendency towards balance than what a traditional West Coast IPA would be. Yeah. So this is already probably unbalanced for me, uh, but in what probably in too balanced direction? for uh, yeah. Uh, no, so in a malt direction. Actually. Malt direction. Okay. Yeah, because I, I kind of malted it up a bit. Okay. Because first off, I'm I I, I just love rye, and uh, secondly, I yeah, there's a bit of rye in there. Bit of rye. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, secondly, I, I just you know I, I'm I always search for balance. Right. Uh, whatever I do, I mean, an IPA has to be this type of IPA has to be really bitter, but it doesn't mean you can't you know kind of balance it out. Right. Um, so what's in there is. Uh, Hop-wise, we have uh, Amarillo, Simcoe, and uh, Mosaic. Nice. It's nice which is, fruity. Yeah, it's a nice trio. And, um, yeah, so uh, nice kick, uh, nice backbone, and... 7%, so it's, like, seven, decent? Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a light IPA for, for West Coast standards, but... Yeah, they say 7 to that. Cheers, mate. That is balanced. Yep. Nice. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Oh yeah, we got this. Selfie. Sorry. sorry, bro. So can you know? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, kind of, kind of uh, resiny in uh, you know in the attack, yes. and then uh, mostly tropical fruitish, citrusy, yes, malty backbone. Yeah, definitely getting the um, the citrus section that you mentioned. It. it smells less malty than it is. Yep. Definitely. Well, there's a shitload of, uh, of dry hop in there. Yeah. So there, there's, you know, the hop aroma is the only thing you get in those. And then right. you, you drink and you have, uh, you know, you have a nice nice texture and nice nice backbone to the yeah, bitterness. Yeah, kind of creamy. Mm. All right. I love it. Um, we're actually going to go to a segment now, which uh, it's called the lighting round, mm. but it's never, never lighting at all. It's not, not no, it's going to take us 30 minutes to go to right. the lighting round at, at, at best. Right. Um, I was not warned of this. No, I didn't even give you a heads up. We didn't give you a heads up. Um, I probably should have actually because you could have uh, prepared, but you know what's more fun? I'm probably just throw fun. it at yeah. you, right? Guilty pleasure beer. So a beer that you would potentially be embarrassed to admit you enjoy to a fellow beer nerd. Good question. Um, See, mine would be like Corona, something like that. It can be like literally anything. Some people have been embarrassed to admit to like other craft beers, which I thought was interesting. No, that um, no embarrassment about that. Um, <laughs> guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure. Uh, Something like trash that you like. It's just garbage. You know what? Well, beer pong is always course light. That's that's the only thing you can drink. Drink beer pong. That's nothing, facts. nothing else. So no? that would probably no, be not it. even the pills. No, no, no. It it can't be. Uh, it well, it can't be, be. But you know. I prefer, bad, you know, a, a light, crisp, slightly, very slightly malty beverage. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like water, mm-hmm. essentially. That's a good one. Basically. Okay. A uh, beer you would decline under any circumstances. So something that if you went to a barbecue, you didn't have any uh, 
any of your own stuff or any, any, any faves? And, uh, so I have to kind of bitch on something else right now, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can decline to answer as well. But maybe it's like, it doesn't have to mean that the beer is bad. It's that you don't like it. That I don't like... That's a hard one. Um, like if you had like, because I had a bad experience with PBR, I'll never drink that again. Most, lots of people have bad experience with PBR. <laughs> never had a hangover like Probably, that. Probably uh, Boreal Rousse is, no, yeah. Griffon Rousse. Griffon Rousse is probably the oh, beer yeah, that I yeah, cannot no. drink no. ever again. Ever again. Is that better than the blonde there? I don't know. The blonde is still They're, they're very close. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a bad experience or are you just not a fan? Um, I had, I probably drank a lot of Griffon. <clears throat> Sorry, you know, the right. carbonation hey. is getting in, in oh, there. Um, part of, part of the game. A lot of Griffon before I actually understood why it tasted the way it did. Can you, why, why it tasted the way it did? Well, it, it, it's, it's very, uh, it's very buttery. Okay. Um, like diacetyl which buttery? Is, yeah, like diacetyl buttery. <laughs> which, which, you know. Which was interesting when I drank a lot of it, and now that I know why it is, I'm not 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 as much. Yeah. Okay, I thought I, I thought I saw it was like there was a flaw in the beer, but if that's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's flaw-ish. I mean, it's present. It's actually acceptable in many styles. Right. It's never acceptable <clears throat> in, in, like a, a in a you know a high uh, high end uh, detection, mm-hmm. but uh, it's. Okay to have diacetyl, not everywhere, but in English it's a lot more present. Hmm. There is a limit though. <laughs> right. So And that uh, one does not have a limit for you. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite beer style. So maybe like your go-to, like if you went to a depth and you're like, alright, what do I feel like? Not sure. I want more this style. Well, I feel like answering honestly any any well-made beer I'm I'm a fan of. Okay. Uh, I would probably say for a, you know, a go-to, easy, mid-morning afternoon beer, <laughs> I would probably say, uh, you know, a, a hoppy American pale ale is, uh, is okay. probably my, you know, it's, it's easy on the alcohol, big on the, uh, big on the aroma. Yeah. yeah I'm, uh, it's I'm a good big answer. Fan. Yeah. I like that. Uh, least favorite beer style. Now, it doesn't mean you don't like it. It just means that maybe it'd be like the... I mean, it could mean you don't like them too, but it could mean there's like, sort of like, I'd rather not. I'm, I, I, you know, when I first got into beer, I was, uh, I would run all over to, to find big, because back in the day, that was what was big, was big malty beers. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, like wee heavies and, and big barley wines and, yeah. right, like at, at this point, like, Probably not drink more than four ounces of a really big oh, multi yeah. beer. Four tops yeah. like this. I don't even know if I could do this in the body at this point. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, yeah. Right there with I, I respect the style and I I'll probably brew some. Yeah, but I don't really need you don't need much because they're what ten percent. Like when did the last time yeah. you had a body wine that was less than ten percent? I don't think I've ever seen one. I mean, I, right now I have an American Strong Ale uh, on uh, on tap, which That's is eight, five, pretty it's much it's a close wine. to a. It's kind of mm. like a, a dry hoppy barley wine. Oh. Nice. Like, Hoppy body like But it's dry. Wine. It's not cloying. Uh, so I have that sticky... Yeah. Like, um, that, I kind of have trouble with that. Yeah, because it's too sweet and just 10% yeah. and it's just this booze bomb that's just like... Exactly. And it's kind of like and sipping water down. Back in the day, liquor. probably one of, one of my favorite beers was uh, Comte de Brume from uh, A l'abri de la Tempête, okay. which is uh, probably the classic 
Quebec We Heavy, which was, and it still is, awesome beer. Right. Awesome beer. But I probably couldn't get through a bottle by myself anymore. No. I was just thinking about it. I've actually got a couple of like We Heavies in my fridge that have been there for God knows how long. And I just, I don't know what I'm going to get to because I know they're fine, but I just... Yeah, they, they, they have to probably still find. Yeah. You want to split it or something? Like, cause I don't <laughs> think I, even some of your tall cans, I'm just like, someone traded it to me. I'm like, oh, why'd you give me this? Oh, fuck. Um, desert Island beer. So you're stuck on a desert island. Easy. Oh, okay, go. Oh, that. Oh, that? Yeah. O-R-V-A-L or A-U-V-A-L? O-R-V-A-L. Okay, yeah. just double check. Uh, it's a classic. I think that's a, that's, that, honestly, we've had that answer numerous times from Seriously? Brewers. Um, yeah, there's a very, Brewers is surprisingly uh, consistent. And that's not a bad thing at all. I just feel like people who make a beer have similar tastes and it's predictable in a good way like alright well brewers are going to say that and it just means that that's what's up if brewers are saying that I'm like some serious stuff but like fresh or about well there was like didn't something change someone told me something changed it's 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 an uh, you know it's always an evolution it's 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 the perfect beer it seriously is it, I mean it's it's strong enough if you want it to be because it doesn't taste that strong but it's it's, like it is. Seven, right? it's around 7 and it, and it starts off fruity, then the more you age it, gets more funky, and you know it's, it's just everything about it is 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 myth. It's it's perfect beer. I haven't had Definitely it for so is. long. I have to get one. It just never oxidizes. Never. No. Because of the bread. Right. And it's just always good. I like it. All right. Good one. Beer trend predictions. So whether that could be for Quebec or just for. Like global, where do you think beer is moving next? I mean, like we said, milkshake was the last nail, so twenty seventeen. Like we said, yeah. Uh, what do you so think is coming this year or next? Year? <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, what's coming? You know, maybe this year or next year. What do you think is going to be the focus? Um, I think. I think uh, probably probably going to stick on IPAs for a while. Uh, juicy. Haze? Hazy, non-bitter IPAs. Is that everywhere it's, or Quebec? Are you thinking? Well, if it's not everywhere now, it, it will be because okay. it's it's still catching on. It's it's the one. I mean, IPAs have been the the entry into the big market for any I don't know any market. Uh, you know, people who don't like beer, who don't like craft beer, then they, they, you know, first off it was the the bitter IPAs, which caught on for a few people, and then aromatic IPAs brought in a whole lot more people, and now the juicy IPAs just, you know, bring in a shitload of people. Yeah, I feel like they're uh, the one that's like the uh, the style that's um, uh, converting people. Like mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people will come into this because they want something fruity, and maybe people who aren't into beer so much, you give them that, like, this is beer, like, this is crazy. Then they'll get used to that and then they'll start trying the other stuff. Other stuff. And maybe move yeah. into more of a West Coast type oh. yeah, other stuff. Or like they'll go into sours, they'll go into, you know, stouts. Yeah, and sours is another good one that's yeah. a good Okay, good. I like that. That makes me happy. But it's not a new trend. So probably, probably something IPA-ish will be okay. a new trend. And I, I hope it's something reasonable. And not like a, a moon dust IPA or a, you know. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Okay, how do you? This is like off topic slightly, but how do you feel about the glitter beer that's happening in the states? Because that hasn't really happened here. It has not happened here, and it, it is. When are we getting a Buzzworld glitter beer film? That's what not, I want to know. It, it is. It is 
stupidly ridiculous? <laughs> Does that... The, yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. That's valid. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that fun? I don't know. Something about it is so hilarious Oh, to it kind of makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a problem with, uh, you know, the beer world and the medium. The okay. beer world... There's either, you know, breweries or brewers who try to make good beer. And okay. then there are breweries and brewers who try to catch the eye of the media. Mm-hmm. And, and the media will not go after good brewers and good beers. They will go after... The crazy, weird stuff. Crazy, weird stuff, which is... Sometimes can pan out, but is mostly just glitter beer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, just, I want to try it so bad. I just like dumb stuff. I do not. I would see one, <laughs> and I would I would drink. Maybe one. take you know probably take a selfie with you. Yeah. And then Thank you just you know, that. just I don't know just break the glass or something. I don't know. Uh, this is the best I've had. Uh, I was talking to my friend before in um, Michigan. A very my friend in Michigan. He works for a brewery out there, and he very the very. Um, have you been to Michigan for a beer? I have not been to no. Michigan. Not been to Michigan. It's a lovely place. Um, I would love to go to Michigan. That's so, it's sick. Detroit is one of the most underrated cities in the States. Like, well, I'd go to Dexter, but yeah. De- is Dexter even from Detroit? No, Dexter, Michigan. Instead Which of Michigan? Is, well, uh, Jolly Pumpkin is there. Oh, yeah, Jolly Pumpkin, yeah. That's yeah, in Ann Arbor. It is? Yeah. I thought it was in Dexter. Uh, maybe they got multiple places, but they have uh, the one I went to was in um, Ann Arbor, which is a beautiful right. little town. Anyway. So Michigan are very like traditional. So I was talking to my friend this morning about it, and he's like, he hates the hazy stuff. They don't. There's one brewery in Michigan called Old Nation that does the haze, and we went to the Michigan uh, Beer Festival last year in summer, and uh, there was one. The their, um, their motto is haze is good. They had to. It's so they hate it so much there that they had to put haze as good as their motto, and all the beers are fire. Like it's fantastic, and he brought us to it. He hates it, and we were just talking this morning about uh, glitter beer. He just gets like same thing. He's so mad about it. I'm like, yes. yeah. I'm like, get him to do a glitter beer, bro. Come on, like he's a. Did you did you see the brewery? Um, might be a Michigan. I can't remember who it is, but their their the new IPA is literally called Make IPA Clear Again, which I find who it is. amazing. It's, Do you know it's, what it's an American. Uh, it could even be Arbor Brewing um, because uh, he was like, maybe we should bring that back, the Make IPA Clear again. He turned it to me like like last week. Um, La Combe Brewery? I can't remember. I just remember. Com- oh, wow. A whole bunch of people. That's genius. On Untapped. La Com- Comrade? That might be it. It's Comrade in Denver? Clear. I, I have no clear issue again. with uh, hazy IPAs. I just feel it, it should not be a. Uh, should not be a goal. Your goal no. should be tasty, and Flavor. then if the haze comes with it, why not? But I've had if, it's, Go. if it's just haze for haze, I really don't give a Daniel. shit. Yeah. I've had brewers tell us, actually founders specifically said to us that, and I don't know if this is true, but he was like, we've done side-by-side blind taste testings, and the hazy beer does not taste any better than a, a clear beer as far as the fruitiness and stuff like that. I can get that you taste with your eyes. Mm. I can get that's that. That's true. I can get that. But yeah. the aesthetics follow, you know, they come after the product. And Facts. if it's a hazy beer, cool. Great. Good job. I mean, you made a delicious tasting beer. It happens to not be clear. It happens to not be clear. And you know, great job. I mean, I, I'm happy that many people now understand that if it's hazy, it does not mean it's not good. Right. But we're used to. 
It used to. Yeah. It used to mean that, which was ridiculous. But also ridiculous is, oh, it's hazy, so it must be good, you know? Yeah. Which is... Which is also true. Yeah. Which is also true. It's an interesting time. Interesting. I like, I like the, the, different, the different viewpoints and the way sort of, you know, people think about it. It's sort of funny because it's like purists' attitude, sort of like Michigan are very purist. Like, it has to be like... So I just feel like I like that more where it's more like if it's good, it's good. If it's hazy, cool. If it's not hazy, cool. Like, that's kind of a more balanced attitude, whereas I was like, fuck hazy beer or, like, you know, what the opposite. I will only like, drink hazy beer. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I was for a little bit, to be honest. I just sort of, if I'm like, if well, I can read a book you know, through was, a beer that's not a pilsner, I'm like, uh, You know, it, it was a new thing. I think it, was, it, it has to be evaluated, you know, it's a scientific yeah, thing. Yeah, you, know, you know, look, look, look into it and, uh, <laughs> you know, figure out what you think about it. Yeah. Are we on to the uh, You're on to the I'm drinking. Yeah. Sorry, Phil. I'm talking you're, you're really I am just fucking yapping. It's going to be the last right. selfie for you today, so are you happy about that? Oh, good. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, putting it. Okay, so foreign extra stout. Yeah. 6%. Let me just go back to, uh, so, to this here. Yeah, the foreign, uh, foreign extra uh, type of stout. Okay. Um, what does that actually mean? I've always wondered what that means. I, 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 to explain it, I usually come back to uh, IPAs, which is uh, kind, of, kind of the idea of making a, a, a stout that'll travel well, all right? So okay. you, kind of, you kind of up the IBUs and you kind of up the alcohol to you know, make it uh, resist time a bit better. Okay. Um, there are a few types of foreign extra styles. There's like a, a Caribbean stout, which is really, really sweet. Okay. And then there are other extra stouts, which are basically Irish stouts, you know, with, side, you know right? with a kick. Yeah. And uh, that's- Alcohol kick? Alcohol and IBU kick, okay. uh, bitterness kick, and uh, that's more my type. This one in particular is a bit, a uh, bit more. It's basically an Irish stout, bit more body, yeah, bit more Three, IBUs. Normally these are like five. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, obviously a bit more alcohol, and uh, uh, we go with uh, Simcoe. Mostly and a bit of sriracha ace in there, Ooh, nice. which is interesting choice for stout. It's gonna make it fruity, eh? I love sriracha ace. Isn't I love best? sriracha ace. Mate, cheers. Get in yet? Cheers, Black. That is probably one of the. Wow, that's so interesting. It's like almost hard to quantify. It is. I'm, I'm the last which, time, Phil. I'm sorry. Oh, right. I, I appreciate you. You're like all right. Uh, could, could, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do we what do? do, do? do? I don't know. Well, normally, because I, I can't smile on command, right? So I'm like, I do a stupid face. It's become a thing. Well, how about you try and smile? I'll do this. Okay. Look at that. See, look. That's beautiful. Thanks for yeah. working with me, Phil. Uh, I appreciate pleasure. it, man. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so, okay, this is. Um, i trying to get my head around this. So it's dry. It's fruity, the sriracha ace goddammit in it, which I've never heard being in anything aside from a saison or an IPA. Uh, actually, uh, well, I, I was talking Tell earlier about the uh, double breakfast Oh, style. the double style, yes. And uh, I actually derive a, a two-penny. Mm -hmm. You know what a two-penny mm -hmm. is? Yep. Yes, I do. One uh, right the swords you got. Yeah, uh, actually, no, it, it just says oh, it's followed is. by the two-penny. My bad. Which I do is, like that on the menu, so it's a, so it's cool. basically a baby breakfast out, mm -hmm. grossly sriracha's dry hopped, and yeah. it is one of the best things ever. Uh, sriracha's yeah. and torrified flavors just go so well together, and it, yeah, I don't know what to say. This is like so. Is it dry hopped with sriracha's? 
Slightly. Slightly. Okay. I think there's a bit of citron there. Right? You know, sometimes I kind of forget what no, I mean. whatever. There's all sorts of stuff in this. It's just not what I expected at all. We actually we had, we had a cask of this one with uh, with coffee beans and uh, I think I went through half of it myself. But <laughs> like, you know what? You guys don't get any. It's all for me. It's all for Phil. Yeah, um, I can do that. I, you yeah, know, you kind of have power. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Well, like I'm in this shit, so you know. Um, oh, we're still lightning right now. Oh yeah, yeah. we Sorry. are like not even halfway through the lightning round. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's already been like 20 minutes, bro. And we're barely there. Um, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah, it uh, is. Favorite up and coming breweries. Up and coming. Um, yeah, it's up and coming. So there's maybe ones that are either out, or maybe you've got some friends who you know that are starting some stuff, and you've tried what they're doing, and you're like excited about it. Doesn't have to be in Quebec. It could be anywhere. Okay, uh, I think I have a few. Uh, there's uh, Champ Libre. Oh, I just had their their epicenter. Yeah. Yep. The exactly. No, had, yeah, epicenter XP. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Such Absolutely. Uh, I've always had a lot of respect for that guy. And uh, he did a great job working at LTM. And, uh, you know, I'm just really happy he has his own project and uh, it seems to be going well. So that's Fantastic. something to watch. Good call. Uh, I know uh, Malstrom yeah. is, uh, Sick. is, you know, upgrading. Yeah, they're upgrading? They yeah. don't have a brewery, do they? They contract. They do. No, no. They, oh, they, they had a very, very small and... Uh, I don't know, uh, like quaint, yeah, kind of brewery, and now they're. I think they they made probably enough money or, or respect to uh, upgrade finance for for a bigger brewery. Nice. So where that'll probably. At? Where are they at? Mathieu, you tell us. Malstrom, see you. Near Joliet. Near Joliet. So near. Yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. Not the metro. Notre Dame something. No, no. The, uh, the, the town. Yeah. The town, Julia. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. north? Uh, going uh, east. East, north. About oh. 45 minutes from here. Okay. Yeah. Lager specialized for resilience. Okay. Yeah. So that... Which are upgrading uh, in a few. They, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're about to upgrade. So that's probably to watch. Okay. Um, yeah, the IXPL is fantastic. Yeah. In the yeah, it is. Uh, thank you, Matt. In the thanks, yeah, yeah, thanks, Matt. <laughs> no, so no. no. You're, 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 you're on. Uh, Do you want to say something? Do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. <laughs> that was Matt. He's no. a lovely man. He is. Um, in the states, America. Um, which which what's what's, what's, what's it what are we watching? Sapwood Cellars. Sapwood Cellars. I think that's what it's called. Where are they at? Not sure yet. Okay. Uh, well, it's it's a it's a brewery that has been founded for from by a blogger that I've been following for a very long time. Who's called the Mad Fermentationist, Mike okay. uh, Mike Tonsmeyer. Okay, it's a cool who, name. Uh, Mad Tonsmeyer. No, no, uh, the Mad, Mad Fermentationist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's opening his brewery? Uh, I, I don't know the guy personally, but I've been reading him forever. Okay, and That's cool. uh, he actually consulted on the opening of uh, Modern Times. No in, shit. Uh, yeah. Wow. He's, uh, Modern he, Times is one of my favorites. He's, he's a fucking bomb the guy. Yeah. He's incredible. He, he wrote right. uh, he wrote American Sour Beers. He, he's collaborated with uh, Brew Your Own Magazine uh, forever. Right. He's you know he's, he's he, the man. He, yeah, he's he's the he's probably the home brewer god who is now opening his uh, his own brewery. So I would I would 
desperately follow that. Yeah. Sapwood. I think All it's right. Sapwood Cellars. Yeah. Sapwood Cellars. Yeah. All right, I can look that up. That's a great one. Um, favorite beer city, destination, or country? Like somewhere you like to go for beer. Or that I've been? Well, that you've been. Yeah, probably, generally probably the. Uh, been, been, I would have to say, um, it's a hard one. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, a lot of good places. I feel like Portland keeps it weird. Oregon? Yep. Yeah. Um, That's always a popular. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Probably brewery-wise might be my favorite. Yeah? Yeah. It's a tough one. Because it's it a, a beat San Diego, so San Diego is pretty, uh, pretty sick. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, it is. Like but it's about well, the sickness I mean, uh, of San Diego. I haven't been Phobia. since it's become really sick. So there. Okay, I went like six months so, ago. I mean, control. yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, everything, everything, yeah. everything. But you know the funny thing? Every single person we interviewed in San Diego said Portland, and in LA as well. They all said Portland. Well, there's nothing in LA. In LA, so no, no, not true. LA is probably one of I would go as far as Vermont's my favorite because Vermont all over Vermont. But LA probably my very close second favorite, and it's. I think I've heard of one brewery from LA. Right, so did I, but then I went there. So my boy is out there. He's uh, runs this. Uh, it's called Dope and Dank. He does these like events, and it's diversity focused. So he's an African American guy, and they're really bringing these, like they're trying to expo- uh, expand craft beer. Uh, aside from fucking bearded white guys like ourselves, who the vast majority you look around a yep. brew pub, you see us. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I'm into beer. Why does everyone not look like me?" Did that mean that the, the and it's a whole other conversation and it's something that's not happening here in it's, Quebec really? No, it's something that's uh, that's getting a lot of focus. You feel days. it is? Oh, yeah. good. I hope so. Well, I know there's the right now there's the craft brewers conference going on. Yes, in Nashville. In Nashville, lots and, of fun. Uh, lots of fun. There's a lot of uh, a lot, lot of talk about. Uh, I think they, they even have a, a new the uh, diversity uh, ambassador. Good. Okay. Uh, which is great. I think uh, it's so important. It's yeah. a whole other conversation, but it's it's so important. So he. Uh, I've been friends with him for a while, and um, he co-hosted all my podcasts with me. Did like five in LA, aside from like because Firestone Walker have a, a brew pub in Venice, but there's one dude that's out of control. Yeah, there's like I can name him, you won't know him, but there was I didn't know the either until he told me. I'm like, okay, cool. And there's like my list for LA was bigger than my list for San Diego. Of ones that I reached out to because you reach out to thirty and I get seven replies. Right, that's how it goes. Um, Which but, is good. Yeah, it's not too bad. The ratio is not bad. Surprisingly, the ones that would talk to us, but LA blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. I couldn't. Oh, there you go. So I never uh, thought it'd be good. So my second answer will be places I have not been. LA. LA. Now? There you go. <laughs> have you been I'm to Vermont? Convinced. Yeah. Uh, I Obviously. So. Yeah. Okay. It's well, kind, kind of hard not to. I mean, you, you like you, you kind of walk crooked and you get to <laughs> Vermont. So. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It is. I, uh, well, do you think it's that? I've been going a, a long time to Vermont. So, okay. so I haven't. So I'm still food, like uh, I love it's, it. No, it's great. I mean, it, it's 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 very community focused. It's very yes. reminds me of Quebec. Exactly. That's why I love it. But less snow. Um, Unless you go to Stoke, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you, you want snow. That's true. Yeah. And uh, no, uh, really great people, great breweries, great uh, food. Great food. Amazing. Uh, food. Yeah, I mean. Great wine, great cider, great, great, great cider, great stuff everything, like, great everything. cheese, great, great cheese. cheese, great maple, everything. Yep. So once it's like America, Quebec, but it's you know it's not where I want to go because I, I can right go there. whenever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's true. I, that's true. 
So on my fifth glass, I might be swearing a bit more. No, you know so, what? It's okay. Right. It's Friday. We're chilling. It's Friday. It's we're Friday. chilling. We got time. Like we made sure we look. We're like an hour out. Do we have time? Because I have to take a piss eventually. Do you know what? Go take a piss now if you like. Because I was actually thinking it too. I'll keep. I'll talk. I'll talk amongst myself. You're gonna talk amongst yourself. I'll do it. It's okay. No, I'll, I'll wait a bit. You wait a bit. Yeah. I've been busting for a while too, but I, was, I didn't want to put that on you. But you went. Just I'm gonna edit it. You went just before. I know. So that, that you broke the seal. And now, I know. We had a coffee on the way in. I, I knew when I had the coffee, I was like, oh, you know, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And I, I'm going to thug it out. I had, I had four. You had four yeah. coffees? Yeah, but I, you know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, you're a smart man. You're caffeinated. You've energy. Yeah. Um, underrated style or brewery, city or country? Just some place or something that you style, feel underrated. Style, city, brewery or country. Yeah. That's kind so of, kind so of style or brewery. So maybe like you might think a style or a, brewery or a beer and then travel wise maybe some this particular place doesn't get the props like LA would be a prop I would say well, there you go that's one answer um, let's say style and brewery in uh, in Quebec um, La Mer à Bord yes, which is on Saint Denis puts out a, a mean Czech builder really awesome Czech builder nice must taste must have must drink um, so that would probably be because you know they're 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 really not very much bells and whistles. They're, they they do their shit and they you know they they so make they actually good brew? beer. They, they brew actually brew yeah. yeah, didn't know that for forever. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're kind of old school and they just don't get that. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they don't do festivals. They don't they don't do you know like fraternity. They don't do uh, friends, but they, they do good, don't they, do friends. They do good beer. They do Interesting. Good beer. I like yeah. that. They don't do friends. Um, I actually really need a piss now, so what I'm gonna do? Yeah, you comfortable to answer the questions? I'll be like thirty After, seconds. I'll, I'll read them by myself and I'll, yeah. I'll answer. Okay, great. So the next one so is best I, I beer you the, ever I drank. Put the piss in your mind. Eh? Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Best beer you ever drank in your life. Best beer I ever drank in my life. All right. Um, I'd have to say it's probably my favorite beer ever. Is uh, oh, so, the, so you're not just by yourself. Oh, the Calabaza of, uh, from Jolly Pumpkin, which is, uh, which would be my, my uh, Desert Island beer if it wasn't, you know, ultimately strong and funky. It's, right. It's awesome beer. Second place Most, Desert Island beer. You know, it would be my, like, you know, my, uh, my, my Desert Beer Reserve. Right. Maybe, right. If you could bring so, two. Exactly. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Best thing ever. Yeah. All right. But not as good as your first No, it's better than my first It's beer. better. But but if you want to drink. Not as drinkable. Fair enough. First beer you ever brewed? First beer I ever brewed was a, an American pale ale, which turned out to be very dark and tasted like green apple. Oh, so you're happy with it? No. No, okay. no it was awful. Okay, was well, that's really usually awful. the answer we get yeah. from most of yeah, it. It was awful, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Death row beer slash meal pairing. Death row is definitely roast beef. Hey, you take a beef with uh, with uh, with back down. Yeah. Nice one. Definitely. Yeah. And what beer would you be drinking with that? Rodin back down crew. Yeah. Oh. Which okay. is a you know a, a Belgian Flanders red. Excellent. Rich is too good, right? Yep, he did. I'll take you. I'll take you. Yeah. So, 
Well, uh, well, I don't want to be alone. Say, say I have a piss now. Uh, yeah, you can go. I'll answer now. All right. I'll answer this couple. How many do we have left? I could probably... I could probably Four or five, yeah. I think. What, what, what did you just do? Death row beer? We uh, death row four yeah. to go. You can welcome and take your piss. Yeah, well, we can do it. We can do it. We'll, you we'll can make fast. it fast. Yeah, All right, move fast. Favorite and least favorite style to brew? To brew. Favorite... I don't have a favorite. Favorite is probably anything I put a weird effort into. Like, uh, I don't know, a, a weird ingredient that you have to treat in any way. I, Whenever you put extra love into something, it always just comes out better. Better, right? Least favorite to brew would probably be my uh, double breakfast out. I was gonna say it'd be messy as hell. Because it's a, it's a double mash. Right. So I mash. And put, then, I put, you know, half in the kettle, I put half aside, then I mash again, put half in the kettle, half aside, boil the, 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 the first beer, transfer the first beer, bring back the other half. It takes about 24 hours. Jesus. So I usually end up really tired and slightly drunk. And <laughs> no, not, 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 not well, slightly tired and really drunk, but worth it. Worth it. Yeah. I look forward to that one. Um, worst beer you ever made? Well, the first first brew uh, probably would be the worst beer I ever made. Yeah. I, I have in the past uh, screwed up yeast-wise probably a, 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 a Belgian wit or two. Okay. Happens. Uh, which comes off very sulfury. Okay. Um, Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be it, yeah. Okay. Uh, what music do you listen to when you brew? <sighs> Good question. I have, uh, I have a playlist which is basically for, you know, I call it papat et bricole. Okay. So that's uh, for making food and uh, repairing shit. <laughs> okay. And it has kind of a... 70s, 80s, happy feel to it. Okay. And, you know, like... Uh, Upbeat, keep you going type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So no death metal. It will happen, but not on that playlist. <laughs> no, my, not playlist. My favorite, well, yeah, my favorite playlist would probably be yeah, something like that. I kind of feel like a lot of brewers are into, like, real, like, like serious metal. I'm not a metal guy. No? No? no. Are you not a metal no. guy? No? No, not at all. I, I am kind of a punk rock guy, though. Punk is the other one. Yeah, I just find this consistency. I just mm. I, I like the consistency across the board. Well, punk is very motivational, and you know, <laughs> as, as a brewer, <laughs> you you usually get up very early in the morning yeah. and Ugh, I know usually that. go to bed kind of late. Not because you're working, but because you're there doing other shit. Okay, and drinking. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. kind of. Not sort of. Not exclusively. No. Not exclusively. And uh, so yeah, you you kind of need that extra kick in the morning. Fair, I like that. Uh, and the last question: What's your favorite hop? Galaxy. Galaxy. No why? question. Why? It's just, uh, it's just the best. Australia. It's just, just the, the best. I, I, well, my favorite fruit is uh, pineapple, and uh, Galaxy does have enough pineapple. Quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. Great hop. I'm kind of over Galaxy for some reason. I don't know why. I feel like it's overused, and whenever you use it, it just murders everything else that's around. Like. You can't I, taste. I, I have never overused Galaxy because I've never gotten my hands on enough Galaxy to overuse it. But Good point. 
yeah. it's hard to get, right? It's expensive. It's so expensive. When we were in Australia, dudes were just throwing well, in everything. All right. Like, yeah. it was nothing. I was like, man, you guys don't understand, like, what you're working with. I don't, I don't know if they realize the importance of galaxy yeah, yeah, yeah. worldwide I'm like you know yeah. like I know people in Canada who would like kill for what you're just throwing into every beer oh yeah it's uh you know oh, yeah. uh, since we've opened the brewery I, I have not gotten my hands on on galaxy yet for real well I haven't okay every I mean it's about 40 bucks a pound right now it's, it's, that it's, lot? it's that's a lot it's, eh? what's the average price uh probably around 20 oh geez a double yeah. the price okay yeah. that's if you can get it well, you can if you have contracts here and there, but I don't have any contracts yet because we're right. in our first year, and you know, so I'm, I don't want to spend forty bucks a pound on, on a hop. Right no, now. it's not. Well, really I do it, right? want to, but my, my partner doesn't want to. So <laughs> you and his like, I can't money. Don't worry about it. You <laughs> figure it out, accountant man. Do it. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's the end of that. So that's pretty much it, bro. You've, we, we feel like we're satisfied. We got everything through. Uh, yeah. Anything else we missed? I'm good. I had a great time. So did I. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, all these beers were fantastic, uh, as expected. Uh, where can they find you online? Oh yeah, we have a, we have a website. Probably go to Facebook. Yeah. That'll be easier. Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it's on. It's like uh, I think it's Brasserie Boswell on Instagram. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, Boswell beers. It'll bring you there. It'll just, I have just no look idea for it. Rich will put it in the thing. Don't yeah. worry, it's his job. He knows yeah. what's up. There you go. Uh, you're a legend. Really appreciate it, man. If you guys enjoyed the episode, please smash that friggin thumbs up on YouTube. Hit subscribe below and check the notification bell so you know when we get the new videos. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can speak to very attractive gentlemen like Uncle Phil here um, in long form for, for a long ass time when we're all busting for piss, but we keep it going for you, but I softed out today. Yep. I softed out, I'm sorry. Uh, that is it, Phil, thanks again, mate. Appreciate it. You're the man. Cheers, guys. Get in ya. Cheers.